Looking for somewhere for a post-match point? To catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call in to Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town? The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop in to Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Dunhue. Delighted to be joined in studio by Northern Sounds' Mickey Brennan Hi. and Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo Celt. Hello. And we're going to be looking back over the uh, final weekend of the Allianz National Football League. Disappointment for Cavan as they um, see the campaign end in not just defeat but in relegation. We'll also just briefly look over the Cavan ladies who had a successful weekend qualifying for the Division One or Division Two semi-final, and um, we'll be reviewing the Cavan Under Twenty One semi-final against Donegal. But I suppose to start off with Mickey, um, the Hyde Park. Cavan went over with optimism, looking for results elsewhere. During the game, it looked like the results elsewhere were going Cavan's way, but but Cavan never really looked like winning. Oh, where do I start, Damien? Where do I start? I know. Look, it was a very disappointing day at the office um, for Cavan. Uh, you know, they were looking for results to go their way, but as I said on the podcast last week and uh, during the commentary on the radio as well, you know, it wasn't all about promotion or relegation it was about getting another positive result getting a win on the board in Division 1 um, leading into your championship on the back of four good results in Division 1 would have been fantastic and it just didn't materialise I suppose going in drawn at a level at half time 8 points apiece was ideal because we played against a strong breeze in the first half and we kind of thought that maybe that was the breeze that was causing Cavan to mm. be stuttering as it was in the first half but in the second half it just didn't happen, and we were void of of any uh, you know ideas in the second half of how to break down uh, a stern Roscommon defence. But you know, division division one football, Roscommon had lost six games on the trot. They didn't want to lose either. But I just felt that the big thing for me was that players playing out of position um, and just too much chopping and changing between uh, during the game as well. I'd say like you could. You could say that there was, I'd say if you counted up, there was probably six or seven different uh, full forward line combinations throughout the game. And uh, players just being moved around. And I, I just was disappointed with the way Cavan stuttered to a poor end of the division. Yeah, I suppose, Paul, definitely the, the, the common thread coming from the Cavan supporter seems to be that why the need for so much change. But maybe it's part of a bigger pitch or a bigger plan. Yeah, I think. Uh you're recording, Damien, yeah? I am, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Mickey Brennan. One hundred percent, Mickey. I agree with everything you said. I think there, there was there was two reasons for the defeat. Uh, one rests on the shoulders of management, and one rests on the shoulders of players. From a management point of view, um, why the need to change so many things around? You know, Killian Clark hadn't 
uh, played his best off in the middle of the field. He played his best off as a back in the league. And I was Mark one of those. Paul Gini and, and Paul O'Connor, or Killian Killian O'Connor. O'Connor and I think held them both scoreless from play. Yeah, that was his two best games. He was brilliant. Mm. And in defence, centre back and full back. I was one of the people who said try him out the field. I thought I was thinking he's too good a player to be wasted at full back, and maybe Rory Dunn would play full back and let Killian out the field, or Paul Fortner could play full back when he's fit. But it hasn't worked out with Killian in midfield, so leave him where he, where he was. He was doing well. I know he was doing a man-marking job on Enda Smith or whatever, but leave him where he was. Rory was was doing well at wing-back. Leave him there. Mm. Why change it? Martin Riley was doing well at wing-forward. Why drop him back? I, I couldn't understand all this chopping and changing. Um, I thought Joe Dillon was doing quite well inside, and he got brought out. And you know The team was fl- in a state of flux the whole game. That's one thing. Okay, new management team. They wanted to try things out. It's the last league game. They wanted to get game time for a couple of subs coming in. I can understand all that. What, what's inexcusable, and Killian Clark used that word inexcusable, was the total lack of urgency from the players. They were just completely flat. They were they were looked heavy legged, um, sloppy. They were second every ball, and Roscommon just wanted to win more, and that's why Roscommon won the game. Mm. Are Cavan a better team than Roscommon? Yeah. I think they are better than this current Roscommon team, which is only a, shell, a shadow of, of the good Roscommon team of, of the last couple of years. Cavan, of course, are better than that Roscommon team, and, and the other six results show that. But that was. Cavan really didn't give a good account of themselves. I thought they were complacent, heavy legged, and you know, thank God, as Mickey Hannon in the Anglo Cell today started off his column by saying, thank God for, for um, small mercies. He said, thank, thank God. Oh, I think he said, thank God that. that um, for not listening or something like that, but thank God that Donegal lost in, in Casabar because how sickening would that have been yeah. if, if if that sloppy performance in Roscommon was relegated us. Yeah, I suppose the, the uh, it's as good a time as any to bring in a, a very disappointed Cavan captain, Killian Clark. I caught up with him after the game. Disappointing result, uh, relegation from Division 1, it wasn't the target. Uh, definitely not, you know. Um, personally, I felt we had the chances there today. Uh, we just didn't take them. Getting turned over when we were going forward, we didn't get a chance to get set up. And fair play to Roscommon, they took their scores and they closed out the game well. Yeah, when you score a goal, you don't expect to concede one straight away 30 seconds later. It, it was a, maybe a lapse in concentration? Yeah, it definitely wasn't ideal now, you know. Uh, but we only have ourselves to blame there. We, we didn't take our chances, we were getting turned over. You know, basic errors, you know, there's no, there's no finger pointing going on at anyone else. We're going to have to take a look at ourselves and, you know, go from there. Yeah, when, when you look at it, it's relegation is, is the result that comes out of it, but the performance, as you say, was, was the disappointing thing. You'd have expected to come here and really put in a good performance after the Kerry and, and Mayo results. Yeah, you know, we were like, probably in the Kerry and Mayo, we were taking our scores, you know, we were getting the ball dead, um, and then, you know, that gives a chance to get set up, and there today, we felt rush of blood to the head a lot of the time, and boys kicking the ball away, getting silly mistakes, you know, that you wouldn't expect of of a junior club you know and like it's just inexcusable um, you know we're going to have to if we, if we want to progress as a football team and you know play against the likes of Roscommon if you want to say you know or you know Manon or Fermanon now and in a good few weeks we're going to have to be putting them chances away Yeah was there an element of complacency maybe considering Roscommon's build up to this game and Cavan's build up like it looked like Cavan were the form team in Division 1 um, Yeah I'm not sure if it was complacency now you know um, us and Roscommon have often had good battles the last few years you know 
we probably didn't come out as intense as we should have. Um, our defence, when we did get set up, I thought it worked well. Um, but you know, up front, we just that final pass, that you know, that sloppy hand pass, anything, small things like that, we just need to correct. And maybe that lacks lacks um, attitude, you know, just didn't work out for us today. Yeah, I suppose now it's a matter of getting the heads down and building up for championship. There's a good gap between now and the either Monaghan or Fermanagh game, but it's, uh, it's it's knuckled down. You're back with the clubs, I suppose. You get league football with the clubs. Will that be a relief or a distraction? Um, I'd say it'll be a bit of, a bit of a relief. You know, I say a few Dubai's would like a lot of the fringe players would like to get a few games under their belt, and you know, even myself, just that wee bit of more freedom. You know, and uh, you can probably have a bit more of an impact in a club game than you would out there playing play to a certain type of system. But um, hopefully, it will refresh the boys, and you know, we can knuckle down. We've probably a, a week of a break to kind of refresh, refresh their heads and stuff like that, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah, well, Kenny, thanks very much for talking to us yeah, and hard luck. So yeah, Mickey, like you can hear their frustration seeping through and in, in, in Killian's voice there, but. At, at some point, we, we've we've maybe highlighted a few issues with management, but at some point, players have to take responsibility themselves here as well. And Killian said that you know we're not looking to blame anybody here. We have to take it on, <clears throat> and I suppose he, he's that, that's a captain's role. But with five minutes to go in the game, Cavan trailing by three points, and Killian and the whole pretty much back 12 of the Cavan team sitting on the 45 on the Cavan 45 and not coming out to try and take possession off Roscommon you know at some point you have to realise that right, okay well the tactic isn't working here we need to change yeah and look I'm I'm always the first to defend uh, the players players are amateur sportsmen at the end of the day and they're out there you know for the love of the game um, but sometimes players do have to take a bit of responsibility it can't always be the manager's fault and funny that you mentioned like one of the things that Killian said was we we don't want to blame anyone here but by saying that that means somebody's to blame somebody is to blame you know but like I think it's a combination of everything I think there was complacency in the Cavan camp throughout uh, through the whole camp not just players or management or uh, I think everybody was a bit complacent going into that game I think they thought that it was just a matter of turning up did was the team that was put out good enough to beat Roscommon? Hell yeah, it was good enough to play beat Roscommon. They just didn't perform. It's a, um, it's, it's a big statement when Mickey Brennan puts in hell yeah. Uh, give, give me a hell yeah, lads. Give me a hell yeah. Like, <laughs> we we let that in after. <laughs> I'm giving you no hell yeah. <laughs> but that team was definitely yeah, good yeah. enough to beat Roscommon. You know, we got the perfect start to the second half. We get that goal within moments of the throw in. Um, but the killer blow was within 30 seconds. The ball was in the in the net the other, up the other end of the field by Carl uh, Compton, who probably shouldn't have been on the field. But we that's that that's neither here nor there. It's uh, that was not the losing of the game. And uh, as you said, the players sat back in the second half. I don't know whether that was a management's decision or the players' decision, but they were sitting between the 45 and the 20 meter line with a wind at their back. You know, um, and were was common with the ball. Was common with the ball, and with 20 minutes to go, you could see that that was what the formation was going to be, and. I think the players should have stood up and said, hang on a second, we are better than Roscommon, we're better than this Roscommon team, and if they want to go out and score six points, we have the wind at our back, we'll go out and score ten. You know, yeah. and, and that was the disappointing thing. They did look a bit tired, maybe they had given up the ghost on staying in Division 1, and they maybe had a tough session, a tough couple of sessions last week, I don't know that, but they did look 
a little bit jaded and a little bit tired on the field and it was it, it was just a very disappointing day all round and, and as you said for small mercies God, thank God for small mercies like Donegal didn't manage to hold out against Mayo and Mayo come back, won that game and stayed in Division 1 at, uh, at the expense of Cavan, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose the, the, the other point being, uh, you know, people are talking about the substitutions and twice throughout the league now, Cavan have finished the game of 14 because of a late black card and discipline has been an issue coming up. Now, I don't blame Conor Madden. I think that that was absolutely no black card. Um, but... Is it maybe to the point that right we should hold off on one substitution just in case this happens again? Yeah, I th- I think that prob- probably why uh, Matty Medlin is using his subs so early and using all the subs is because he's still only getting to know the players. Yeah. Like he's only had them for for a few months at this stage, and every game is a, is part of a learning curve for him. Like I don't want it to sound like we're down on the management. Like t- it was a poison. No, it was a poison chalice t- taking a, taking a Cavan team. With a lot of injuries at the start of the league and a lot of turnover players this year going up a division, it was always mm. going to be difficult. And they did get some positive results, but I mean, we're calling a spade a spade. Like that wasn't that wasn't good enough for what we expect of this Cavan panel and what they expect of themselves uh, last Sunday. Like it, getting caught out like that is is annoying. Um, getting caught with fourteen players for the second time because a man gets a black card, it was a to- totally wrong decision by by the the referee. Don't you're you're right in saying that, but. Referee, the standard refereeing is not good. Like you're going to get these decisions. Maybe you need to have a contingency plan. Yeah, so suppose overall, Mickey, not just taking Sunday's game as as the as the be all and end all. Take the league from start to finish. You know, was it success or failure, or was it kind of a? It's it's, <sighs> it's funny because I think had we beaten Roscommon, it would have been a complete success. You would have had four positive results. I keep harping back to this, four positive results. But you would have ended up with six points, with having lost only three, drawn two and won two. That's usually enough to keep you up in Division 1. You know, and had you not lost to Roscommon on, on Sunday, had you won that game, you know, it's not down to, it's nobody's fault, it was just unlucky. Um, great win against Mayo, great draw against Kerry. A poor draw against Monaghan, a game yeah. that we should have won. Uh, Dublin beat us by seven. And for long periods of that game, we looked to be in that game and, and they pulled pulled away in the second half. Poor uh, performance, full performance against Donegal. That was the worst of the uh, of all the games, I think. You could probably put it in a par with the Roscommon game. Uh, a really good first half against uh, Tyrone per second half. So there is, there is definitely positives. It's just you would have loved to have finished off your league campaign with a win against the bottom team had they won Mickey it would mean you go into the championship saying yeah. there's an upward curve three good results defence of consistency and now we know where they're at as it is now you're going in more more with hope than expectation you're going in hoping that they perform like they did against Kerry or Mayo but but always in the back of your mind is well there's common game came since that yeah. so you're, ho- you're hoping they don't perform like well perform in the very comments like they did against Roscommon I'll put it to you though Paul you've said it Many's the time the league is the league and it's a means to an end. It's not it's not the be all and end all. Cavan got better experience in the league this year playing the Division One teams and getting results against Division One teams. So surely and again playing devil's advocate, that's better than winning out Division Two. Oh yeah. I without a doubt. Without a doubt. But uh, you asked what you know, was the league a success? Well um 
you know, they were in that division anyway. It wasn't like they got up to it this year and then went down. They were in it anyway. So you can only judge on those seven games. If I had the market out of ten, they'd but probably take say it, it was a six. Yeah, okay, yeah. but but take it take it as in right. Say what you want to say, Damien. Go, 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 going through <laughs> going yeah, through yeah. the championship, <laughs> would you rather have played Mayo, Kerry, Tyrone, Donegal, Dublin and Roscommon and got the results that we got or played Galway, Kildare oh, and no, the rest the, of the, the division. division one teams. Yeah, yeah. you take it. Yeah. You know, so well, even, no, well, you take getting to Division One, but, but mm, I mean, I'd, I'd take, I'd personally, t- and it's only so, my so you, but by that logic, before the league even started, you would have said this league's a success because we're playing these seven teams, or these, yeah, these seven. Yeah, teams. you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, I, I probably would. Just, I, I, just being in Division One isn't a success. It, it, it's it, from the point of view, it's it's great, it's great preparation. It's the best preparation you can get for championship, mm. no doubt about that. But um, but the fact that we got some results in Division 1 against big teams like we've we've been the ones that have been saying on the podcast for an awful long time we didn't win tight games we, we lose tight games sorry and we also haven't beaten big teams beat a big team and in a tight game two tight Kerry, games 1-1 one, 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 one. Yeah. you know so in fairness I don't know yeah, it's yeah. not all doom and gloom. No, it's not all doom and gloom. But when when you get there, you know, to quote Bob Marley, you you want to get up, stand up, you know, and and you know, and stand up for your rights when you're up in Division One, which they did do up until the Roscommon game, I think, and that was the disappointing thing. You yeah. must, you must be smoking with Bob Marley was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so, but I, I suppose look at there's, there's no drug testing in the mid senior championship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. In 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 I suppose in summation that it's uh, overall it's championship will tell us how the league has really affected this Cavan team. We we're still kind of in the in in no man's land on it. Yeah, and again to quote Black Sabbath, it's not the end of the beginning. Like you know, it's only the the beginning of of what this Cavan team are going to do. Um, that's just a, a Black Sabbath song, by the way, if, in case you were wondering. Um, no, like the, the, the championship is where we will be able to, um, you know, judge this team after their league performances. Will the experience of playing against Division One teams stand to them in the championship? Again, time will only tell, you know. Yeah, it will indeed. I suppose just moving on, um, Cavan Ladies had a wonderful victory at the weekend. They've qualified for the semi-final, having beaten Leash uh, quite convincingly. But Aidan McCabe Paul has done, you'd have to say, a very good job considering he came in under difficult circumstances. Yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to hand it to Aidan. He's done a hell of a job because he came in, uh, Conor Barry stepped down right on the eve of the championship and it left things difficult. Aidan was stepping up from number two to number one. That's never easy. It changes the dynamic in the group. But he's done a hell of a job. They have a league semi-final coming up. You know, the the life the lifespan of a ladies' team is a lot shorter than the lifespan of a men's team because they don't tend to play on as long. A lot of girls are starting families, getting married, moving away, stuff like that, more so than, than fellas who who tend to play on a bit longer at county level. So um, it's been a total... You're, you're, you're not being sexist saying that. You're You're just speaking the truth. Yeah, I'm, speak- I'm speaking the truth there. Yeah, yeah no, I, th- I think that is the case. Like, and I think even the, the ladies footballers themselves would say that's the case because um, you're not going, you know, you're starting a family, or whatever. You can't, you can't combine that with ladies footballers. Mm-hmm. The men can, but uh, so what he has done is a total, is a total um, regeneration of the team, almost in a short space of time. A lot of new faces are there. Some, some uh, experienced faces are back. And they were a fairly potent mix now at the minute. Like they, they had, they were like Cavan when 
when we had the big breakthrough win against Mayo, they had a big breakthrough win in the championship last year against Donegal and made the Ulster final. So, yeah. like, Cavan ladies, no more than the men, they are around the top eight in the country. They're probably seven to eight around that, that mark at the minute. They did make, make the All Ireland quarter final last year in a senior championship. So, they're right there, but the, the hardest gap to close is the last little gap. So, it's no, no more than the men. But a league title or even a league final appearance would, would be a hell of a boost to them. The four teams that made the semi-final, Mickey, are Cavan, who finished top, Westmead in second, Clare and Tord in Leash in fourth. Cavan, I, I think looking back from results, beat two out of the three semi-finalists already. Mm-hmm. And the away game down, or the, the res- oh sorry, the beat, they might have beat all three actually. Sorry, Clare to beat up in Templeport. Um, so they, they could have beaten all three. Um, on results so Cavan going into this semi-final the last few years when they did make semi-finals in that they were playing against Armagh and Donegal and teams that were hotly fancied and favoured to go up but this year Cavan might hold the favours tag yeah I think they will because they've been the most successful of the unsuccessful teams of the last few years you know they've been in the most finals and semi-finals um I suppose one thing that you look at in Division 1 ladies league football is that uh, there's no relegation so therefore nobody has come down from Division 1 and uh, so Cavan have progressively got to the top of that division and they are probably the best team and they are definitely the best team in Division 2 at the moment and this is their best chance and you know uh, McCabe has done a a fantastic job you know he's had a massive effect on that team and um, uh, you know, it, it wasn't easy taking over in the circumstances mm. that he did, and especially being part of the Holy Trinity from from last year that were over the the ladies team. And uh, you know, he he stepped into the boots, and fair play to him. You know, he has brought in a few new faces, and um, he's just worked on what they've been progressing over the last few years. You know, I suppose when when the when the call of duty came, he was he was always going to step up and, and, you know, he was never going to be found wanting in fairness to Aidan. So we're going to wish him the best of luck. The semi-final isn't until, I think it's the 20, 20-something of, of, of April. So hopefully um, we'll be bringing you full coverage of that either on We Are Cavan or on Northern Sound. I'm sure that a big game like that will be covered um, on one or the other. So um, very best of luck to the ladies in that. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So welcome to part two of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. We're out on location um, at behind uh, Brewster Park in Enniskillen after a disappointing under-21 uh, result against uh, what has to be said a, a formidable Donegal team. But joined by Paul Fitzpatrick and Mickey Brennan here. And I suppose, Paul, to start off, granted tip of the hat to Donegal, exceptionally good team and well-drilled, well-managed, but... Cavan, you have to ask questions about where was the game plan, where was where was the the big lads that should have been able to step up to create some sort of a challenge to this Donegal team. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Damien, with what you say about Donegal. That Donegal team is phenomenal. Like The power and the pace of them. And they're not a team of robots that are just good athletes. Like Their use of the ball was brilliant and their, their shooting was phenomenal. From the first 15 shots, they scored 114. I never saw anything like it in my life. They finally kicked wide and then they, they scored another another um, three points in a row after that. So from their first uh, 18 shots, they had scored what, 116, which is which is frightening, really, for any team. But... That said, you know, it's an exceptional Donegal team. That said, uh, too many big players with good reputations that have played well at colleges level and, and club level and things like that, they just didn't show up on the day. Uh, Cavan must have thought that they had an edge at midfield. They were expecting Donegal to press up on their kickouts, I, I would imagine, and that's what Donegal did. Cavan couldn't win a ball in midfield in the air, and Donegal were hungrier to the breaks. That left us that we were just penned back and it was all one way of traffic. After a good start when Cavan went 3-2 up, opened the score and after 20 seconds with a great point from Conor Bradley who was probably the best player for Cavan on the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the press box was, was practically like the Donegal dugout. Donegal had six uh, members of their backroom team in the press box which didn't go down well with me because I had to stand up overhead of it. And you know me, I don't like standing too yeah, long. Yeah, well, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, and especially when Cavan aren't winning, you don't like standing. They, they did. I could hear them talking about Bradley, and they were saying, uh, you know, that Bradley, Bradley was the one that they were that they were really keeping an eye on, and they were very impressed with him. But other than that, you know, we were we were just beating up a stick around the middle of the field, and when when so when a team presses up on your kick out and then dominates you in the air at midfield and on the ground at midfield, you know, you're 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 it's a total losing battle. Throw in the fact that Donegal kicked points from all angles, you know that's the, res- the result is an absolute hiding. And I texted someone after after about fifteen minutes, and I said this could be twenty twenty five points because it looked like it. And I think if Donegal hadn't have eased off, probably would have been. Yeah, it was possible. All right, I suppose the first half, Mickey, that maybe eighteen minute spell where Donegal hit ten points unanswered. Cavan continued to try to kick out the ball to the middle of the field, but it was only when they were maybe six, seven, eight points down that they changed tactic and went short for a couple. Yeah, I think in that spell as well, I think they did try two kickouts, but we were turned over nearly um on our own twenty one meter line as well. Um so th- th- there was nothing that Cavan tried that worked um, you know Donegal as you said they pushed up uh, they got men around and, and even ball that was breaking in the middle of the field Cavan were not in on top of the breaking ball um, it was it, it was it was like men against boys uh, for long periods as well as, as well you know we were three points to two up after I think about five minutes um, we did have a goal chance at that stage which the goalkeeper saved it was a really good save by their goalkeeper after some great work by Conor Bradley and Ryan Connolly I think it was um, and you know even if that if that goal had gone in it probably would have given confidence to Cavan but they, as soon as uh, Donegal got three points ahead you know Cavan were deflated at one stage I looked around and uh, the ball had gone wide and Cavan lads had their hands on their knees and they were absolutely exhausted from the runaround that the Donegal players were giving them. They were moving the Cavan players from one side of the pitch to the other. and you know, As well as whatever mistakes happened for Cavan, you can't take away from that Donegal performance there. Like to have one wide, I think it is, I think that's what the, what's coming out now. One wide in the first half. Apparently they had a wide in the 16th minute in the first half. Um, ball that trickled over the line. Um, you know, to have 13 out of 14 scoring chances and take them all in the first half they're some outfit 
And you'd have to you'd have to be very impressed with with the Donegal team. And look, we knew coming into this game that Cavan was going to have to produce a really good performance to to stifle this Donegal team. I I think from my point of view anyway is the fact that bar the first five minutes, it was a poor Cavan performance. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't just that Cavan played well, but were going by a better team. Cavan didn't play well. If you were through every player on the Cavan team, you wouldn't find too many who who could say that they played up to their up to the standard that you'd expect of them, um, or won their own individual battle. Cavan started basically without a full forward line for the first few minutes, and so obviously their plan was to stifle Donegal, stay in the game. But Donegal seemed to be able to run through them, and even going back to those Donegal fellas in the press box that are part of the, their backroom team. And they were talking among themselves. It's hard to understand the accent text, but they were saying uh, they're so open. They're so open. They kept saying that when they ran through for their goals, you know, Kevin were wide open. Like they were the swift counter attacks, and they just ran through Kevin. I, I, I don't know what, what chink of light we can take from it. The most disappointing thing from it is probably the concession of the three goals because that's not a thing that that Kevin have started to leak goals lately. I think in the last two years between the Hastings Cup and the and the Hays- last year and the Hays Cup this year and they led two goals in Championship last year against their own forget about the Fermanagh game Fermanagh have scored 11 points in three under 21 Ulster Championships combined they scored, they scored four points three points and four points you know, so Fermanagh are just really shouldn't be in the competition that's how badly they've, they've slipped off the pace at that level forget about the Fermanagh game coming into, coming into this game if you ignore the Fermanagh game I think Cavan had conceded something uh, forgive me if I'm wrong but it's around this something like 18 goals in 10 games and I think I think in 6 of those 10 games we conceded 2 or more You know, there were, there were several occasions in the Hastings Cup that we conceded 4 we conceded 4 against Westmead 3 against Offaly in the final of it last year You know, and another 3 this year in one of the games so conceding goals has been a problem a major problem and you know, it rears its head again tonight I, I don't know what, what can you say to that again a great Donegal team but you can set out and say right, we're not going to concede goals yeah well it can be a target possibly the only thing I, I, I'd say on that is that tonight the the time when Donegal got the goals the game was pretty much in Donegal's favour that Cavan had to maybe commit people forward that, that it left you with, with, with gaps at the back but there there are things you could do to improve it maybe but it, it it's at that stage Cavan were what Twelve points down when when Johnny yeah. got the first goal. Yeah, they did, and you know the goals are a disappointing factor, definitely. But my most overriding factor for me and most disappointing thing for me is that you look at that Donegal team and without shadow of a doubt they've got the 26, 27 best under twenty one footballers in the county on their team. We have a really good like looking at our team on paper. There we've a really good under twenty one team, but we're missing some household names that would. Uh, definitely be under 21 uh, 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 county standard mm. that weren't on the panel this year and, and, and you wonder why are these players not committing to the jersey committing to the cause committing to Cavan when you know that you know looking at that Tony Gall team that they have every possible available player that is good enough to play under 21 county playing for them I know that we are missing maybe three or four players that could make a difference. Now, I'm not saying that we would have won that game uh, against Donegal tonight had they been there, but they would definitely strengthen the team. Yeah, I suppose it's it's a very valid point. You you could name James Brady, you could name uh, Young McGee, Louis Fay Cooper, you know, even Breffney McKernan from Swanland Bar there. There's, there's a lot of lads that, for me, would be 
I, I would contend that they'd start on a Cavan under twenty one team if they made themselves available. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, going on the club championships, like, um, but I will say, playing devil's advocate, um, you know, if you put James Brady into that into that team, a hell of a forward, one of the best young forwards in the county, but you know, looking at that Cavan forward line, you'd have to say you've got you've got the inside forward. James Brady's an inside forward. You've got Keevan Riley, you've got uh, Ryan Connolly, you've got Connor Bradley, Brian McGee, Thomas Edward Donoghue. Um, the firepower was there on the field tonight. Like I, I think. It's probably, I think the point you're trying to get at, get at, lads, is that the personnel wouldn't wouldn't might have strengthened the team a bit. They wouldn't have closed the gap. But is it indicative of a wider problem? Why why are fellas not committing to Cavan yeah. now? When it used to be, I always remember Kieran Fitzpatrick, who was a selector under Terry Highland with the under twenty ones for a few years. He told me that the first year that they came in, they they had to ask eighty lads to come into the under twenty ones, and only forty were interested. They had to approach 80, 80 young lads and ask them to come into it. And half of them said, no, nah, I'm not interested. That was the culture at the time. Suddenly it got to the stage, Kieran told me, where parents were ringing up saying, oh, look, give this fella a chance, he's mad to play. Young lads were ringing up saying, can I just get a trial? And that was the culture then. We've come full circle, that's the problem. But have we come... Look, at one of the names that... that, that He's mentioned, and I think we'd all agree, if Louis Fay Cooper made himself available, he'd be very close to making that team. But he has said that he he didn't commit to it this year because he felt last year when David Wilson was brought in at the last minute or a week or two before championship and started ahead of lads who put in a huge effort all year long, he thought it was unfair and he didn't want to be committing to a setup like that. So I suppose maybe that's part of the problem. And, and we've seen it again this year. Connor Bradley, I can completely understand he was Cavan's best performer tonight, but he, he as, far, as far as all the county other 21 panel were concerned, he wasn't part of the panel until two weeks before the Fermat outfit. Now, I know he's in France, but if he was in France and on the Cavan panel, he could be doing his own training, sticking it up on WhatsApp, and everybody knows he's involved. I know that Dara Gannon has left or left the Cavan panel after the under or the Fermanagh game because of that exact reason so I, I think that that's something that, that you have to treat lads with respect and I don't think that all players were treated with that respect this year yeah I, I, that, that sounds like like that's not an ideal setup. definitely not and if you need everyone pulling together like there's no doubt that Donegal panel were pulling together I don't know if they were all pulling together in the Cavan panel or not but what you're saying Damien if, if all of that is true like it definitely doesn't bode very well for 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 Cavan the twenty ones, and I'd hate to think that we're going back to a culture where fellas say, "Well, look, I don't think this, I don't rate the setup. I'm not going in." If that's the case, we've we've got a we've got a deep seated problem there. Again, it's, it's, look, nobody nobody goes out, nobody goes out to train three or four nights a week or whatever they're doing to send a team out to perform badly. You know, they're doing their best. The management yeah. are doing their best. The players are doing are, are really doing their best too, and. You know, they're young fellas they're coming home from college all around the country to train in the muck and grind and it's it's not easy but it's just a, it's just an awful pity to see a team that is littered with McCrory Cup winners and remember St. Pat's walked out McCrory I think they won by an average of 9 or 10 points from the quarter final to the final and lost the, the Hogan semi-final in extra time that was a mighty McCrory team it was one of the better McCrory teams of the last 10 years we've, we've the backbone of that McCrory team plus the backbone of a of a really talented rammer rammer outfit. A lot of them, so a lot of those fellas either have a McCrory medal or a or a senior championship medal. So you expect more out of them than than a tanking like that in an Ulster semi final. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'd, I'd agree, and 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 they, you don't want it to go back to a culture of. Uh, you know, it, there should be some prestige around the the Cavan jersey at under twenty one level, at under seventeen level, minor level. You know, and it just seems that the prestige is not enough for people anymore. And you know, to get in there and be part of uh, of a Cavan team is an honour. And if if we're going to go back to the way it was when Terry Highland took over, um, first when he had to ask eighty in and forty of them weren't interested, you know, then we're going to go backwards. How do you go back to that? How do you go back to it? Yeah, how do you get that culture back? How do you get that culture back? You you got to make it prestigious again. It's going to be an under twenty competition from now on, and whoever is there uh, next year, be it Niall Lynch or whoever uh, is going to be over that under twenty one team or over twenty team, they're going to have to um, you know make it that it is prestigious to play for for Cavan again. Yeah, but what what makes it prestigious, Paul? That's I don't know I don't know how you answer that like if if you're talking about you'd imagine recent success would be one indicator and Kevin have had recent success mm. at this level it's hard, it's hard to know you know it's possible that this is indicative of, of a wider trend all the talk was that the Donegal um, under 21 under 21s their backroom team have to get the dress rooms and the grounds open at 3 o'clock for these 8 o'clock throw-ins because it takes them that, that long to prepare stuff get the dress room prepared and their drills line everything out that, that's unbelievable. You're talking about a seriously professional setup. There were six of them, as I said, up in the press box. Every one of them was, some of them were on earpieces, some of them were doing stats, some of them were writing down stuff. It, it was incredible, the, the level of it. Like I, I think there was like four of them with stat sheets. Some other guy had a laptop, another guy was on an earpiece. This is just up. There was and they were a, recording it as well. And they were recording it as well. And there was a rake more of them down in the dugout. So is this just indicative of the widening gulf? Donegal are starting to establish themselves with their population of 170,000 and us with 70,000. Donegal are starting to establish themselves as the superpower of the north along with Tyrone and that's the way football is going. But was it that Terry Highland produced a replica of a senior panel with his under-21s and Donegal have done that but we've slipped backwards. Now whether that be through the management or maybe through county board after last year's defeat at the hands of Tyrone Nyland said that we'd be giving these lads a few weeks off two three weeks we'd be bringing them back in they'll be doing their own programs and when we meet them then in October they'll be they'll be primed physically strong physically ready to go for us to start training that didn't happen now whether that didn't happen because county board didn't back it or management didn't ask it to happen that's only something Niall Lynch and the county board can answer but we're not putting in the effort with on the 21s that's needed to match the likes of Donegal yeah, well, you can see that there tonight. As Paul said, six of a backroom team uh, doing between stats, video, and, um, and all the different analysis, one with an earpiece and whatever. Um, Cavan's whole setup was in the dugout, you know, um, and uh, Donegal matched, if not, if not had more, in their dugout as well. So that's, that's the professionalism of it, and that's what brings the prestige around it as well. So if you've got a professional outfit, Players will want to be part of a professional outfit. Um, you could see that with Donegal. They, every man knew his, uh, he was part of a panel. The players they brought on were all highly involved in what happened towards the end of the game between their goals and their scores. And you, 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 you've replicated their senior team. So it's nearly making the under-21s a completely separate 
entity and a separate county team. And by, by they practically did that by using them as in the McKenna Cup this year as their senior team. And they gave them they gave them the limelight. Another thing that I want to add as well, I was talking to one of their guys from the guy who was doing the recording of the match, and he said that they've got an under seventeen team coming on at the minute who are twice as good as that team that played tonight. He says skill-wise and size-wise, they would match them at the minute. They played Derry last week in uh, the Ulster Minor League. And uh, at halftime, I think it was 113 to no score in favour of Donegal. Donegal are up and coming. And I think that we all need to start replicating what they're doing before the Gulf gets too big and it's too late to to, uh, sort it all out. Yeah, just just on two things that you said there. um, One of them you were saying about the... um, my mind's gone blank. Professionalism. I'll have that at this. What was I saying? Do the first one. Do the second one then. About the, what's the second point? Oh, what were you up to in there? Oh, no, I, no, sorry. Just, yeah, what you were saying there, Mickey, about a separate setup and it's it's totally focused. The funny thing is, we were better placed to do, to do that because we had nobody on the senior panel. Whereas they had, mm. they were weren't well placed to do that because they had a huge crossover. Did you say they yeah, made the 16? Now, the, the other thing... Um, is just go back to what you said a second ago, Damien, that we're not putting in the effort to match the likes of Donegal. I think what you're what you're trying to say was we're not devoting the resources mm-hmm. more so than I like. Mm-hmm. I'm not doubting the effort. The effort yeah. is there on behalf of players and managers, but maybe it's a resources issue. Yeah, as a, that's 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 the question. As I say, only management and, and county board can answer. Is it that resources aren't being made available, or is it that management aren't? aren't asking for the resources to be made available that, that's only a question that they'll have to sort out between them but for the betterment of Cavan football they need to sort that out our under 21 process or under 20s process for next year it, we can't wait until next December or January before we start developing that panel we need to be looking at and although it'll be a summer competition this summer we need to be bringing in the under 20s and starting to prepare them for next year's on the 20 All-Ireland or Ulster title or whatever the case may be that's the only way it works a small stat that was brought to my attention was about after Wexford beat Kilkenny at the weekend that when Davy Fitz took over the Wexford job in January he trained 26 out of the 30 31 days 26 out of 31 days he put in a bigger effort than everybody else and that's how he galvanised the whole thing that's how he got it when you get lads working hard together they're hard to beat and that's what Cavan need to bring back into this under 21 That I, I don't doubt their effort since they've come back in October I think it's been absolutely brilliant and as you said from coming from the outside we, we've had a bit of an insight into how much they're doing I think it's maybe that six months before that that needed a wee bit more attention yeah, the the other thing though, Damien, on on that is, if you look at Davy Fitz's record, he's a great man to get to get a, a short term um, increase in performance from players, he, and he managed to get an All Ireland out of it in Clare from a, a very unusually open year where Kilkenny and Tip and everyone else was beaten, and a, a really not a good Cork team got to the final. They scraped an All Ireland out of that, and Clare went to the Dogs after that and, and didn't win win a Munster Championship game in the rest of Davy's time. He did the same with Waterford Hurlers. He got an immediate reaction from them. He got them training every night of the week and they went on and got to an All-Iron final and got beaten by 30 points. What, 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 Davey coming in saying, we're going to train 26 times out of thir- in 30 days, that's not sustainable. So that, that, the, the question there that brings is, is the, we've said it before, the Under-21 Championship, as much as it's painful to admit it on a night like tonight, it has to be a means to an end. We, we're better off taking that defeat tonight if if the management team have managed to coach and improve four or five senior footballers 
that's actually we're actually better taking that defeat than 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 scraping that game by a point with a with a with a team that's more than the sum of its parts because it the under twenty one is one year. Senior football is every year. Your Donegal have probably primed maybe twenty eight players for a senior team out of this under twenty one championship and we'll be like if you were to go by tonight's performances you were probably looking at two or three but we know the quality of player that's in that Cavan team that there's going to be maybe four or five of them that will go on to play Cavan senior football um, you could take any of the Donegal players and they would make it into Cavan senior team yeah they definitely would at the minute and as you say on the 21s are it's a one year competition but that Donegal team has been preparing I think Declan Bonner has been over them now since they were under 15 or under 16. They've been preparing for five, six, seven years for this competition and for every competition that they're going in. It's not a one-year journey at any stage. It should always be about the longer-term goal. Yeah, about the longer-term goal. But what I'm saying is at training intensively the way David Fitz does it, that's not... My, my point, sorry, my point are on that... Are you arguing, lads? Can I just ask, are you arguing? My point on that is that it's it's about the amount of effort you put in, you get the results. David gets the immediate result because he immediately ups the effort straight away. Now, whether it's sustainable or not to the level that David does isn't my point. The more effort you put in, better chance you have of getting results. Yeah, and without doubt. And that's, that's kind of where we need to look at it. I don't think that the under-21s over a period of the entire year not not for the last four or five months that they have been putting in a really good effort and you can see the work in them but I think they need to be doing that for 10 months of the year or 11 months of the year From under 15 development squads you know getting a team as as you said Declan Bonner has been involved with that team for Donegal since they were under 15 so he's progressed along with them he's watched these players progress and he's built a unit and he's, he's his long term goal obviously has been the next competition after this one, we need to be priming ourselves for that. And he's, and you can see it this year, having 16 players involved with their senior setup. The next competition after the under-21 is, right. is the All-Ireland. And they've primed 16 players out of that squad for, for senior football. It's, it's, it's just a model that we all need to take on board and start working on because we're going to get lost and left behind. Yeah, well, just one more point I want to make. We're taking as a given, we're looking at the... the the programme and I'll just grab it here we're taking as a given that that's a really talented Cavan team and we're talking about the McCrory Cup we're talking about Senior Championship this team when they were minor with a totally different management team and most of these lads they, they slipped to the heaviest defeat Cavan had since 1995 and it was the minor championship three years later I haven't checked the record books yet but I will but that might possibly be our heaviest under 21 defeat ever so that's a different management team same bunch of players maybe these lads are not as good as we think they are Maybe so. That's that's exactly that. That could be the point too. Like maybe the McRory Cup wasn't as of, of a high standard that year, maybe and the Hogan Cup. Good point. It might have been. Might have been a, a weak year. And you know, th- those lads were all in school together, and they had been kind of winning all the way up. And Finbar O'Reilly created a special atmosphere there, and, and got some got a extraordinary achievement out of those lads. But you know, if well, you're talking about four or five comment, of these, the comment you just made. What's the the comparison with the with Declan Bonner? He's been involved with that county team since under fifteen. Finbar Riley was in, involved with those lads uh, through school and won everything with them through school. So there's a there's, there's a uniformity there that you know maybe that's a model that should be looked at as well. I've always believed that if a man takes over a team at under twelve, he should stay with them through the grades and. You're after pointing out two, two good examples, two good of, examples why of why it works or how there it works. Go. I think they're going to turn off the floodlights here, lads. Uh, Mickey caught up with Niall Lynch after the game. 
been joined now by Niall Lynch, the Cavan Under-21 manager. A disappointing night here in Brewster Park, Niall. Very disappointing, Michael. We came down with high hopes. Um, and I suppose when we beat Fermanagh by a big scoreline, we weren't a very good team and we lost by a big scoreline tonight. And I don't think it reflects the effort of the team or the ability of the team. But we have to put our ha- two hands up in the air and wholeheartedly say that we were beaten by a better side tonight. That's a very good Donegal team. Uh, hopefully what we scored against them uh, will turn out to be as high as what they concede. They only they only conceded 11 against their own. Uh, we're not in any way happy with our own performance, but we do feel we met a better team tonight. Yeah, the, I suppose the the biggest, where Donegal probably won the game was from the 6th minute to the 26th minute of the first half, where they scored 9 points unanswered, and you know that was a real barren spell for Cavan, but they just dominated all sectors. They pushed up on the kick out, and we found it out. Found it very hard to get out of our own defence. Yeah, we had a lot of difficulty winning our own kick out. In fact, we probably broke even on theirs. Uh, but they put a lot of pressure on our kick out. And as you mentioned, there they got either nine or ten scores in a row, and some of those were from from a big distance. Um, do you know? But we didn't get enough contact on them. And uh, again, like I said, you have to respect the the quality of the scores they took. Some of them were huge scores. Yeah, they were indeed. Like they were sc- scoring from all distances and all angles. And I suppose when we got the f- ball up into the forward line in that first half, we were taking snapshots from maybe 30, 40 yards. And th- it seemed that we we had lost our full forward line. So the lads were left with no other option but to shoot at that stage. Ah, possibly. But I, I, I think we took the wrong option a few times. We would have uh, felt that we could have come in at half time three points closer. You know, we felt there was three or four more scores out for us. You lose shape when you're playing against a team like Donegal. Uh, you have to hand it to them. They, ha- they have a system of play where they get an awful lot of men back. Uh, they have a lot of men spare then for their own kick out, and they're full of running. Yeah, Absolutely full of running. And not only that, but then on your own kick out, we'll say the Cavan kick out, they push up. Yeah. You know, they're a well-oiled machine. Yeah, look at good system. We can't say we didn't expect some of it, but. Uh, they definitely have a very good panel and you know they had a lot of big men who can play football yeah and a lot of big men came off the bench as well you know we were looking at them they were they were grown men practically coming off the bench in the second half yeah but look a lot went right for them tonight and one or two things we would have hoped would have gone better for us so the scoreline got exaggerated they took their goals well you know have to hand it to them a good team and naturally enough we're disappointed uh, for a lot of our lads you know with the way the, way the competition changed now to under 20 that's a lot of our lads finished and I, I hope we see somewhere between four and six of them play for Cavan in the next couple of years they're, they're good lads they gave everything they had yeah we, we talked about that as well and there are a lot of uh, county players in the making for the senior team but uh, you mentioned their three goals their three goals wonderful to watch team goals we had an early goal chance and you know the goalkeeper smothered the shot brilliantly maybe you know we could have worked that ball across uh, to make it an easier goal maybe you know look at hindsight is is twenty twenty vision uh, their goal after half time was a killer uh, but their goals were almost impossible to stop in fact the ball was nearly in the net when the player touched it each time so you know it was, it was as you say good teamwork uh, can't change it now no thanks a million Niall no problem to, to finish off any commiserations to to all involved uh, with the Cavan on the 21s as we say only in, in the, with the benefit of, of full hindsight in a year or two maybe we'll realise that, that it was over expectations from Cavan supporters going down to try and compete with this Donegal team it was an exceptionally good Donegal team and time will tell whether they'll be beaten I can't see them in beating a Ulster but uh, maybe Dublin or Kerry might have something to say yeah if if uh, this Kerry team that's after winning three minor All-Irelands if they come up against that Donegal team that's a game I'd love to see
Yeah, I definitely pay in for that one. All right. So thanks for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. And uh, my thanks to Mickey Brennan and to Paul Fitzpatrick. Actually, sorry, before we go, we're going to play a very quick interview here. Dad, thanks for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast and tune in next week for our next episode. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.